Good morning, and welcome to Drawing the Morning. This is Stuart McClellan, the pastor of the Altoona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street on Route 36, the Columbia Park section of Altoona. We hope that this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled Medley of Love Medley. Jesus. 
the telephone has become a part of our way of life and to most people it is a vital necessity. From the old-fashioned hand-crank wall units to the handheld personal computer devices, telephones have evolved from an oddity to the most commonplace. The telephone explosion first erupted 144 years ago when Alexander Graham Bell succeeded in transmitting the first intelligible sentence by phone. The 29-year-old Bell filed a patent application on February 14, 1876 and received the patent on March the 7th. Three days later, he succeeded his attempt by uttering this now famous sentence, Mr. Watson, come here, I want to see you. Bell, who wanted to be remembered as a teacher of the deaf, experimented to create waves of electricity having the same pattern as the waves of air set in motion when one speaks out. Sound waves poke along at a mere speed of 1,075 feet per second. The further they travel, the fainter they become. The electrical boost was to speed up the sound. The modern telephone developed from Bell's prototype and increased that speed 900,000 times. Thus, where the human voice would take 57 minutes to travel 700 miles by telephone, it takes three ten-thousandths of a second. Although Bell, who died in Canada in 1922 at the age of 75, lived to see many improvements on his invention, even he would have been surprised to learn of some of the many revolutionary innovations. Speaking of using the telephone, some people only call upon God for help at last resort. Then, when danger is past, it's back to life as usual without a thought of God. For life in all its fullness, they need God. The hit-and-miss approach which calls on Him when they are in a corner doesn't really seem to satisfy them, and it certainly doesn't satisfy God. He is satisfied only with a total commitment and dependence upon Him. How can you achieve that total commitment? It requires that you come to the place where you love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Of course, you cannot do this unless you first know Him as Savior. God sent His Son to die on the cross so that you might live. If God loves you that much, you cannot treat Him as an option. Choose Him today as an essential part of your life. Listen now as Stephanie and Sophia McClellan sing for us this beautiful song entitled, Love the Lord. With all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. With all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Love 
him with all my strength. I will serve the Lord with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, and with all my strength. With all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, with all my strength. I will serve the Lord with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, and with all my strength. With all my strength, I will love you, Lord, with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, and with all my strength. You are listening to Joy in the Morning, which is presented each Sunday at this same time by the Altoona Bible Church. We pray that as you listen to our broadcast this morning that you are encouraged and that you and your family are getting ready to attend a good Bible teaching Sunday school and church. If you don't have a church of your own to attend, we invite all who are seeking a Bible-honoring, Bible-teaching church to join us for our services We begin with our Sunday school hour at 9.30. Then at 10.45, we all gather in the main auditorium for our morning worship service. We invite you to listen or to watch the services which we have always provided. Our services are on Facebook, Sunday at 11 o'clock and 7 p.m. and Wednesday night at 7.15. We invite you to visit our website at www.altoonabible.org. Also, we're on the Johnstown Altoona Access Channels 9 and 14. And there are services available on the local radio stations at Sunday at 11 a.m., 12 noon, and 7 p.m. If you have any questions concerning our church services, please call the church office at 942-2131. Listen now as Nancy McClellan plays for us on the piano this wonderful song, Jesus, What a Friend for Sinners.
Remember the Alamo is a shout that will rouse any Texan. The Alamo is an old Spanish mission in Texas built over 300 years ago. The walls are several feet thick, so it isn't surprising that the Alamo was once used as a fort. At that time, Texas was still a part of Mexico. War with Mexico started when a number of Texans decided that they no longer wanted to be a part of Mexico. People were divided over the question, however. Some wanted to fight for their independence and others didn't. Even the governor, Stephen Austin, didn't want to fight. Then came the Battle of the Alamo. Colonel William B. Davis and 140 Texans took refuge behind the strong walls of the Alamo. 4,000 Mexicans under General Santa Ana surround the fort. They battered the walls with their cannon fire, but 200 shells were fired before a single Texan was injured. Time and again, the Texans put down the Mexicans as they tried to climb the walls of the fort. The battle went on for 11 days. Every day, the Texans' food and ammunition were being used up. Many were sick. At last, all the food and ammunition were gone and the Texans were gradually overpowered. At the end, they were fighting hand-to-hand with the Mexicans. When at last there were only six Texans left, the Mexicans promised them protection if they would surrender. But they broke their promise. They laid the exhausted soldiers at Santa Ana's feet. This brutal general did not spare them, but ran his sword through their bodies again and again. Then he ordered that all the dead bodies be burned in the center of the fort. Only one woman, a baby, and an old servant escaped the massacre at the Alamo. But when they told their story, the people of Texas rallied. General Sam Houston called the men together. He drew a line in the dirt with his sword. All men who wished to avenge the blood of the Alamo, all those who wished to fight for independence of the free republic, may step forward across this line. The general turned his back, for he didn't want to embarrass anyone who might still be opposed to fighting. But when Houston turned around, every man in the company had moved across the line with shouts of, Remember the Alamo! They spurred their horses over the rocky plains to hunt the Mexicans. They found Santa Ana and his men on the banks of the river. There, they defeated the Mexicans and captured Santa Ana and his men. Suppose that when General Houston drew that line in the dirt, some of the men had not stepped forward. What opinion would you have of them? You would think they were cowards. Did any of the men put one foot on one side and the other foot on the other side? No. They had to be for or against their general. The Lord Jesus Christ said, He that is not with me is against me. Have you taken your stand with the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you want to step across that line of decision and be one of his children? If you do not take your stand with Jesus, then you are against him. And if you don't say yes to him, then you are saying no. Listen to the words of this song as John Sykes sings, I'll walk with God.
this day on His helping hand I lean upon This is my prayer, my humble plea Once again, this Wednesday at 7 o'clock, our doors will be open here at the Altoona Bible Church. Time now for our Bible study portion for our broadcast. And this morning, the topic of our Bible study is Rightly Dividing the Word of Truth, the Reward Seat of Believers versus the Great White Throne Judgment. The Reward Seat of Christ is for all believers of the dispensation of God's grace. The issue is there's no loss of salvation. The issue is rewards or loss of rewards. This morning we're going to begin looking and talking about the great white throne judgment. Revelation chapter 20 verse 11 through verse number 12. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were open. another book was open, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. The great white throne judgment is found in Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 through verse number 15. Let's talk about the identity of the judge. The judge of the great white throne judgment is the Lord Jesus Christ. John chapter 5, verse 22 says, For God the Father judged no man, but hath committed all the judgment to the Son, 
Acts chapter 17, verse 31. Because he hath appointed the day in which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he hath given assurance unto all men in that he raised him from the dead. Revelation chapter 20, verse number 12 is a scripture which can be used to support the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ. When you talk about deity, you're asking, is Christ God? Deity, is he God? Is the Lord Jesus Christ God himself? And the answer is absolutely. If you have a modern translation, a modern version like CEV, Contemporary English Version or the NIV, they have the word throne there. Here's part of Revelation chapter 20, verse number 12 in the CEV. And I saw all the dead standing in front of that throne. The modern versions try to teach and say that the better manuscripts have the word throne. This is a clear attack upon the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ. Just as in the English language, there's a difference between the word throne and the word God. So it is true in the Greek language. Revelation chapter 20 verse 12 is a Bible verse which clearly teaches the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ. Since God the Father hath committed all the judgment to the Son. Again, I refer you back to John 5.22. Therefore, at the great white throne judgment, it is God the Son and not God the Father who is the judge. The throne. The word throne appears 39 times in the book of Revelation. The word throne is used to describe either the throne of God or the throne during the millennial kingdom reign of Christ. The throne here is described by two important adjectives, great and white. The usage of the white speaks of purity, holiness, and true righteousness. It will be a great throne because of the one who is sitting upon it. And then we need to understand the participants in the great white throne judgment. There are those who teach that there's going to be only one general resurrection in the future. And they kind of believe and think that there's one general resurrection, there's going to be one general judgment, and at that point, God decides where you're going. And that is absolutely incorrect, it's absolutely erroneous, absolutely not a biblical doctrine. The people who will be judged at the great white throne judgment are the unsaved of all dispensations, of all biblical time. They will be raised at the second resurrection of damnation, the resurrection of the unjust. And anyone who believes or teaches that there's just one general resurrection or one general judgment, that is contrary, as we said, to the absolute word of God. Well, we're going to continue looking at this, Lord willing, next week. We will talk about the basis of the judgment, the verdict of the judgment, the timing of the judgment, and some other important considerations concerning the great white throne judgment. It is so important. This is rightly dividing the word of truth. There's a difference between the great white throne judgment, which is a judgment of the unsaved, versus the reward seat of Christ for the believers. And there the issue, again, is not salvation. It's rewards or loss of rewards. Here, it's an eternal separation, going to be an eternal judgment. Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ, your personal Savior? 
If you've never trusted him, remember what the gospel is. 1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 4. For I deliver unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. The salvation gospel, the salvation message is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. If you've never trusted him, won't you trust him right now, right where you're at? Your good works are not going to save you. The only way of salvation is through the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe on him and thou shalt be saved. been listening to Join the Morning from the Altoona Bible Church. We trust that you've received a real spiritual blessing from this broadcast. It is our prayerful desire that you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. So until we meet again by radio, this is Pastor Stuart McClellan wishing you God's best for now and for eternity. Jesus is